We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Crash and Fourier. I'm sure there might be some people turn. I am not watching that selfish game tonight. Well, why is that, honey? Because they reported that someone had a non-COVID illness. Are you that dead? This is Gresh and Fourier. Hauser with Milton on him. Three-pointer flies. It's good! How about Sam Hauser? A game-tying three. Well, forget what I said, (laughs) that they don't have a guy who can just elevate and knock one down. Sam Hauser just did. Andy Gresh. Bucks win it in overtime. 36 for Giannis. The winning streak is 11. And they are a half game behind the Celtics for the best record in the NBA. Drew Holiday delivers an all-star worthy performance. 40 points, 17 in the fourth quarter in overtime. Christian Fourier. Saka turns and accelerates out of the Boston zone. He's got Pasternak right. Pasternak drops it to McAvoy, closes. Pasternak scores! Way, any time, anyhow, they do it. Gresh and Fourier, right now. What Dr. Presti does is he removes about 100 hairs and ships them to a company called Hair Clone in the UK. In the oh fudge on W E E I. Oh yeah. Well, that I, was that was the that was like uh, the fourth take, by the way. Yeah, that was actually better than that final call from Jack Edwards, who had no idea where he was going. <laughs> any time, any place, any, any and like his head just—you hear it go, and it just yeah. his brain. Well, see, that's what happens when you don't all rehearse. Over the booth. When you don't rehearse, oh like, yeah, that's okay, it. that's what it is. It wasn't. You know, a Super Bowl, like the Kansas City Chiefs guy. Any way, any time, anyhow. (laughs) Good Lord I thought that was, I'm glad you picked up on that because I was cracking up. Because once you commit to like, okay, you're going to have three any somethings, right? Any place, any time. What's next? Any Ooh. Meanwhile, poor meanwhile, poor Brick is dealing with <laughs> surgery during the yeah. All Star break, and that guy, I, I saw his tweet, didn't miss a shift. He's on the, he, are you kidding me? That guy, he's he's taking his perks and he's showing up to work, baby. Yeah. What did Brick have multiple knee replacements? I don't had, know. I think oh, no, he had that was two. Fred Lynn who had oh, both. Okay, that that's I saw. right. I've been seeing a lot. Oh yeah, and the Dale yeah, yeah. actually had like a hip or something. So every everybody who covers the Bruins had some sort of major surgery during the All Star break. Apparently so. I don't know. Or when you hit sixty five, it becomes mandatory. I have no idea. Yeah, you're getting a new hip. You're getting a new knee. Something like yeah, you will. I won't. No, I don't think I will. Oh, are you kidding I don't think, me? No, I think my hips are no, my hips are. I would have a back replacement, a total spine replacement. That's what I would have. A total spine total replacement. Spine there replacement. you go. A yeah. spinectomy, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Somebody, please uh, figure out a way to do that, good and I'll be good. Lord, well, uh, the Bruins got a really gritty, gutty three-two win last night down in Dallas, where uh, 
completely forgot, and maybe rightfully so, uh, it's the uh, Jim Montgomery revenge game. It is the first time that Monty was back in Dallas as a head coach after his firing for alcoholism, and you know he's been pretty open about that. But the Bruins had to grind it out 3-2. Pavel Zaka, I thought, played fantastic last night. Pasternak is the guy that ends up getting the uh, game-winning goal, but the coach who was back in the old stomping grounds, was pretty happy after the game because he loved his team's grittiness. When you look at, you know, the, I guess the struggles we've had here in the last five to six games and uh, to have a game like this where it seemed like everything was going against us, we had to kill off a five-on-three, you got to kill off a four-on-three, but I love the way we played hard for each other. We blocked shots, and it was everyone blocking shots, and we went to hard areas consistently, and I thought our D-men were extremely active. That really helped our five-on-five offense. Listen, when your D goes into the hard area, you know you should be able to get a win. Yep. Thought you were going someplace else with that. I teed uh, you up for you. I know, to, I know. I wasn't. I wasn't way quite to, sure. Way to go, sure. Jack. Why don't you if just I, go, dude? Any with how the, with the D's on? How? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Uh, no, I mean he's right. I mean he talks about the what is it? The five on three, fifty-seven seconds of five on three. They had to kill some power plays. Okay. Last and the four night. on three, two minutes of four on three mm-hmm. in OT, and I would even say pair that with the first period where they. They really could have had a you know multiple opportunities to go up significantly in that first period. Yeah, uh, but they missed some opportunities. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this is exactly what they needed. This yes. was just you know what a lot of people kind of starting to flirting, like hoping that the Bruins go through a rough patch so they could say, okay, here's how it starts: fatigue, complacency. Uh, we told you it would happen, even though they still got the best record in the NHL. So so this is a good win for them. Friends, family, brothers, and sisters. It's still one of my favorite parts. I can't get over how much I love the fact that they bring relatives and siblings to these road games. I just think it's awesome. Did you see the video after the game of all of those who were in their, you know, uh, sibling or player yeah. jerseys, and they're all high-fiving after the game, and then here come the players, and it's all – it was a real, like, genuine love fest, great reaction. And I was thinking about this. Tell me if I'm – okay, so I think – this is a really clever, smart move, right? And I'm, I'm assuming all the teams do this. Do a lot of teams that, do it. I saw the Colorado. I think they did dads this year because yeah. I saw them getting on the getting on the plane, and there were dads in tow. So I guess every it might be up to every team in terms of how they want to handle it, or maybe the timing of so, it. So think about it. Think about this. Think about it this way from a coach's perspective, right? You got a long season. Team is like dead, and they're they're looking for motivation, and then maybe they're just not into it. What better way to kind of steal uh, a couple games is like to bring your family, bring your dad. You, don't you think you're going to try harder when your when your dad is in the stands and we and he's on the plane and your mom is there, your brother is there? Don't you think you're going to get just a little extra juice for uh, for normally what would be like a boring you know middle of the week game that you may not be motivated for? I feel like I was thinking about wow, what a what a kind of almost like a clever trick to like. Force these guys into playing at another level that they normally this time of year wouldn't give you. Yeah, it's interesting in the sport of hockey because it was Shaughnessy who described this to me once, and he makes a great point, is that whereas in the NBA or in AAU basketball, it can become a little more individual. Whereas with hockey, you're getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to take little 7-year-old Johnny to mites or squirts or pints or whatever they call it now 
to be able to go play before he goes to school. There's a little more of the familiar, the familial, I'm trying to say, aspect to the National Hockey League that maybe you don't get in some other sports. And it feels like the tradition in hockey is that they kind of honor that. Like in college, there would be, well, on senior day, you get to walk out with your mom yeah. and dad and stuff yeah. like that. And I know, like, for us at our getup, we would always do, like, the Ram walk the morning before yeah. a game or whatever. Every team has yeah. one of those. Yeah. And then, like, on the last one, you got to bring whomever you would pick. Like, if, you, if it was your mom or your dad or whatever. I didn't pick anybody. I just did it by myself. But, like, that stuff doesn't connect like this, where you're embedded and you're in the arena and you're on the road and you're on the trip. And I do think you are a million percent correct in that it's almost like a Jedi mind trick yeah. of the, wow, you're going to completely play your ass off with all, and it's the accountability to the others as yeah. well. I do think it's, I still, so if I'm looking at the schedule, I'm going, okay, where am I going to need a little bit of something? Uh-huh. Is there going to, am I going to go through a stretch of the season where I'm literally going to, they're just going to be gassed they're going to be beat. So so to me, this was like, uh, okay, it came at a perfect time because you're right, this accountability. I will add the fact that going through the AA life for like the past like 10 years and going on all those the road AAU trips. The AAU life. The AAU life like AAA in high school. Life. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. I hope not yet. Although I tried during Super Bowl week. So I would say like you could probably pull this off in the NBA. I think you could probably pull it off in the game. I actually think any any team, any sport, uh, you couldn't do it in the NFL, but any sport no where way. there's a million games, 132 in baseball, 82 basketball, like all these games where it just get monot- it gets so monotonous and it gets so boring. You got a day's it's just off. human nature. You're just like, Ugh. you're looking for a spark. You know, I'm bringing, I'm bringing mama in. Like, I'll bring, I'm bringing in your old coach. You guys all get to pick one guy, one person to bring with you. And we'll all put them up. We'll treat them nice. We'll give them a suite. We'll put them in a nice setup. And, like, you'll be held accountable for that game and because you know that person's watching. Mm-hmm. They raised you. They developed you. They had a lot to do with your existence in the sport. Let's reward them. It is. I a, think it's a great idea. I, I do, too. But the Bruins get the win last night, 3-2 in uh, in overtime. I don't want to go as far to say the Jim Montgomery revenge game, but uh, Bruins end up getting the win. They will be in Nashville tomorrow night. And uh, I know some of the Twitch chat. Good morning to the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. Uh, Garrett Richards Jacket says, Bruins need another offensive player. Well, Get Jake DeBrus back. Let's get the lines back to normal and then see what it looks like heading into the trade deadline. You can also hit us up on the text at 37937. And the Celtics last night. How about that effort on the road? Uh, an overtime loss, 131-125. We're going to get to Joe Missoula coming up with you at 617-779-7937. I know after the game, uh, Joe Missoula was uh, not very complimentary of the thought process of the moral victory because if we are going to be honest about it, the backups played their ass off last night, including Derek White, the reigning Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He keeps rolling along offensively, has another massive performance for the uh, for the Celtics last night. Looking up that final number, he ended up with uh, 27 on 10 of 24 shooting. And uh, after the game, he said, listen, this is what I got to be, aggressive. 
Just have the same mindset. Um, obviously, opportunities and I think 24 shots. I, I doubt I take 24 shots with everybody back, but uh, just the same mindset, aggressive. It might not be 27, but still do other things out there uh, to help us win games. Sam Hauser hit the three to send it to overtime, and then the Celtics didn't have enough. And again, Joe Mazzulla might not like the moral victory line, but good grief when your starting lineup is Blake Griffin, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser, Mike Muscala, and Derek White with Robert Williams the third coming off the bench for only 13 minutes and Malcolm Brogdon giving you 39 off the bench. Malcolm Brogdon was really the only bench player last night, Foyer. And yet they were hanging around a Milwaukee team that had Giannis, they had Lopez, they had, all their they starters. had, they had their guys. They had all their starters. You were, lo- you were missing four of your five, and I wouldn't even say the fifth guy, Rob Williams, I mean, he barely even played, and he didn't even play at the end of the game right. in overtime, which was, okay, you're kind of wondering why, but whatever, doesn't load matter. Load management. Really? Load management? When yeah. the game goes into overtime, when you're about to steal a game against the what is going to be the team we will most likely play in the Eastern Conference Championship, you have the ability to steal a win on the road before the All-Star game. You have, a, you have another opportunity to pull away from them, and now you're a half game behind. They're a half game behind you. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's a lot of things with Joe Mazzulla that are starting to kind of pop up that are kind of just issues that I was nervous about ah, at the beginning of the season. What you, get a little hurt no, by the no, head coach? No, just being just there's – listen, you let uh, you let a guy talk enough. You put him through a full season. You'll, you'll, you'll figure out what his personality really is like. Right, you in the beginning in the honeymoon season when everything's going great, you know, even when he's making mistakes, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna ignore a lot of these what I call, I guess, little quirks of his or attitudes. I love you. Uh, that he, well, I don't really love you right now, but um, listen, they 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 should have won that game. I think they should have won that game. Um, but you know, I think they uh, the coaching in the end is another reason why they lost that one. Where they should have stole that game on the road. Well, we do have some Joe Missoula on whether he should or shouldn't have called a timeout. Giannis lets everybody know what he really thinks about the Celtics and getting the number one seed. And uh, the numbers are starting to come out on what Grant Williams might want. We've got all that to get into next with you at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Also, some news on Derek White as well. Him staying behind in Milwaukee. We'll tell you why. Uh, Matt Judon talked about Mac Jones yesterday. And Derek Carr is starting the quarterback carousel. We've got some Patriots tough decisions. And coming up at 11-20, will this work? Some (laughs) might say, who will be the next one that can't hack it? a la Nathaniel Hackett. This is all from the mind of Christian Fourier, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up at 1120, you do not want to miss it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. shaking your head every time Turb comes back with a song that may or may not that you may or may not approve of like enough with the nonverbal dis- displeasure of the rejoiners Turb you're doing an excellent job I'm here Thank to tell you, you that Thank your you. choice of music has drastically improved since the first time you were working with us because the first couple weeks like the first week you sucked now you're actually really good Thank wow, you. I'll, I'll take man. that as a compliment. See, well, yes. Now I can be honest with him. That's, hey, I really hated your rejoiners when he first started. See, now now I love it. What? I'm, I'm I'm consistent with it. I didn't say anything. I, the, the Twitchers who were watching could see me shaking my head or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> oh man, uh, good job, Terp. Sometimes Thank I can't you. figure out the rhyme or reason as to why Terp chooses certain well, songs. Is there one to this one? No, I just heard it okay, earlier. Okay, there you go. Like, right, you're right, though. You, you are correct. Earlier. Yes. Did you steal this from Shime? No, I did not. Okay. All right, that's, that's, that's the one that's thing That's where we draw the line. Do. Shime steals from us, not yes. you steal yes. from Shime. Thank Let's you. Let's get that Noted. right. Uh, Joe Mazzula <laughs> might want to uh, steal a different strategy from someone on maybe calling timeouts at the, uh, at the end of games, at the end of halves, or... Really, there is the trust in his basketball team. Uh, And I know Sam Hauser hit the three to send it to overtime. And, hey, you know, that worked out. Off a timeout. There were no – granted, off a timeout. But if the guy misses the shot, I don't know if we're being like, well, he drew up a great play. Like, Doc Rivers would always get credit around here for – well, Doc drew up a great play. It was just a split-legged, well, off of one leg three-pointer. Well, same with Brad Where Stevens. the guy's in the air. Uh, Brad he, he Stevens would get some too. of those. He got that, too. I don't know, Joe Mazzulla wouldn't get that kind of credit. No. If Hauser missed the shot, people wouldn't give the guy the, uh, the benefit of the doubt. So, of course, there was the last play in overtime where Grant Williams was involved. And I do think, to be fair to Joe Mazzulla, we got to recognize who wasn't 
out there who wasn't able to play, which are your two best offensive players, and a guy in Marcus Smart, for whatever it's worth, whether people like him or, or not, understands how to handle a situation late in that moment. And we all know, even with those three out there, coming out of a timeout, Grant Williams has the ability to, at times, kind of throw a monkey wrench into things. So, of course, they pass up a couple open shots, and uh, Joe Mazzula said after the game, yeah, maybe I'd do it a little differently. Here's Gary Washburn asking him about that. Last position, did you consider timeout? Did you, what did you think of the last position? Yeah, I should have And how did it turn out? What, what was the play that was supposed to happen? And kind of what, what We got them cross-matched. We got them scrambled a little bit, and then I thought we passed up two open shots, and then when we passed up two open shots, I should have called timeout. So that was one where Joe Mazzulla looked at it and said, eh, as soon as we did that, I should have called the timeout. Yeah. So here's the thing. Is this, is this in a way Joe Mazzulla figuring out how he wants to coach in the postseason? Or is this a guy that, like Brandon Staley of the Chargers, <laughs> is married to a philosophy that he really believes in and maybe he'll see the light. I don't know. I, I know this is bothering you, isn't it? Well, it should bother you as well. Because I it do doesn't. think I do think it's a philosophy that he is married to. And I had this issue earlier in the year. I can't I know remember we, know what we game it was. It. And it was similar because this is about you a month had a, ago. Yeah, you had a bunch of guys hurt. I can't remember what game it was. And he just let him play. He didn't call a timeout. And my issue uh, this morning is the same issue I had about a month ago when the same situation occurred. Similar issue occurred. You had all these guys that were playing. You had four of your five. You had, really, you had five of your star. All five starters were not in this game. All five starters were not on the court in overtime. And you look at the minutes that some of these guys were playing. I mean, Grant Williams at 47 minutes. Muscala, this guy just signed. He just showed up a week ago at 43 minutes. Did Sam you- Hauser at 39 minutes. Derek White, White at 43 and, and Brogdon at 39. You know, Muscala hadn't played like over 30 minutes a game in a game in, I think it was like four years or something crazy like that. So to me, it's like with, with that situation, I feel like, okay, you say you're married to a philosophy, not you, but in general, you're married to a philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think, and there's an aspect of that that I appreciate and I like, but there's also aspect of, well, you know what? Let's do, let's change our business as the business is actually being done in real time because uh, on paper, it looks like a great idea. If you tell me I have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horf, a bunch of vets, a bunch of smart players who aren't going to panic and are going to know what to do with the ball. So sure as hell, you're uh, undermanned, you're uh, undersized, and then you actually have the Milwaukee Bucks up against the ropes and you have the ability to win the game in overtime. And with this lineup out there, Muscala, Brogdon, Hauser, uh, D. White, you have all these guys out there. They had just tied the game up. Right, so if you just look at the, if you look at the play-by-play chart, um, okay, so Brogdon hits two free throws. The score is now uh, one twenty-five to one twenty-four. Excellent job. Sure enough, Holiday comes down. He hits a three-pointer, uh, and Holiday played like a, a real all-star last night. Yeah, I mean, he, I know Marcus Smart makes a big difference in uh, how Holiday can get out and score, but I digress. Yeah, so it's one twenty-five, one twenty-seven. All right, you're down two. You're down two with it's the ball with 25 seconds 25 seconds. 25.2 to be exact. Call timeout. Just call timeout because we. I talked about how 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 many minutes these teams these guys are playing because they need rest. They need direction. 
they need an understanding of the circumstances and 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 maybe just uh, hey <sighs> take a break for a second realize the situation that we're in what what areas can we get into trouble listen uh hey we don't have any timeouts left we have one timeout left just in case you are moving the ball around and nobody's open call timeout and we'll like we'll reset even if there's 4 seconds on the clock to me this this was the this was an easy answer that he instead just choose he chose to just keep his philosophy, Gresh, and that's why the easy answer. Take the easy answer. Like, don't be stuck in your ways, regardless of the circumstances. This is a young coach being stuck in his ways, not understanding that there's a better alternative with this lineup. Okay, let me ask you this: If it's uh, Williams, Hauser, Muscala, White, and I'll even go Brogdon on the floor, get get Griffin out of there from the starting lineup, right? Those are the guys that are in. Who are you drawing up that play for? Williams, well, listen, it doesn't, Williams it doesn't, Hauser, Muscala, well, listen, White, To Brogdon. me, it's, it's less about I take the best option, but it's, it's less about that. It's about, okay, but, but if you're tired. Wait, 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 again, you're, 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 you could say, listen, they were getting tired. They were getting fatigued. They were coughing up the ball. They had changed the way they were defending you. Holiday kept picking D. White's pocket, even though he gives you the first five points in overtime. I would just say... At the least, Gresh, just let me catch my breath. Let me catch my breath. Let me let let me reset for a second because I feel like I'm screwing up and I feel like we're being affected by the moment. That's all I'm saying. To I, me, that's smart coaching. Yeah, I uh I I look, the the first time that we ran into this scenario, Joe Missoula after the game said, Hey, we had the right matchups on the floor. I trust my guys. On this one, you might say, "Sound like Nathaniel well, Hackett." No, but who out there would who out there would be the guy that you would call it for? Because if you call the timeout, okay, say you call the timeout with 13 seconds left, and you're going to set up what? That's that's the that to me is a part of the reason why you got to let it go. And you gotta let them play. Oh, you, you like you like to let them play. I know. Here's the thing. Let, in, you like to let them this, figure it out mentality. Because in this scenario, I think it's completely different than the last one. Whereas the last one, you had different players out on the floor. If I'm the coach and I'm like, okay, here we go. We're down two. Get it to 13 seconds. I'm gonna call timeout. And then I'm drawing up what for who. That to me, that becomes the problem because if it it's either you're going to try to rely on Brogdon, I know White was hot, and then Grant Williams. Grant Williams at times can be your best friend and your worst enemy. And to me, uh, he was one of the ones who passed up an open shot to where you heard Missoula be like, yo, I should have probably called the timeout right there. However, to me, that's a learning experience because – you don't know what these guys are going to do in that moment. It is the philosophy that, by the way, is the prevailing philosophy, I think, for veteran teams and for teams who have guys who've been there, done that, and sort of know how to handle it. To me, Christian, you can always adapt to call the timeout. But in situations like this, maybe you learn that you don't want the ball in Derek White's hands if he's the one who's out there. Or Sam Hauser hit one big shot, do you want to kind of play with that fire again? I just look at it as that when you call that timeout, there's a thought in your head, I know I'm going to get a matchup, and I know I'm going to be able to take advantage of it with this guy against this guy. 
I just don't think you got that last night because you really didn't have anybody on the floor that was a true threat that old coach Bud sitting there going, all right, boys, boy, we got to be ready that Sam Hauser might try to huck up a three. No, I think you let him play, and know, there's more it, to be learned from that than there is the calling the timeout with all of your backups in to try to steal a game. Again, on the road. I totally disagree, and I and, and I and I I feel good about this aspect of it because he knows he screwed up, and I because he was all snippy after the game. He was short with his answers. I don't think he he was a little bit defensive because he screwed up. I mean, I remember the last time we did it. The last time I had this issue. His reasoning was he didn't want to give the other team he the opportunity to, to switch. He didn't right. want them to sub they had a small because he liked the matchup. In. Right. Because Again. he had his real guys on the floor. Okay. Call the game as a game is being played. That's my th- – hey, listen, hey, let them figure it out. It's a good learning experience. No, learn. you can learn the same thing in a game that isn't as important against your, your rival, a, game, a team that but you need it- this head-to-head win against, and you had it. You, I mean, but I, this is I, a different learning experience. Well, no, the, the fact is, like, the learning experience is okay. You just did it. You got the game into overtime. Sam Hauser doesn't make that shot off the dribble if he does it a hundred times with Middleton on him as much as he does. Right. Hail Mary! Everybody's going holy crap. So then you get the lead, five straight points. D White hits a three, then he gets a two. You're like, all right, you're in good shape. Then they go on a six zero run. The next thing you know, you're like, all right, let's. Now they're getting gas. I just told you. I feel like even if they See, just gave them a break, I feel like they were all these guys. You mentioned Muscala. The, the, he right, doesn't the, play. The gassed part of it is definitely, and there, there's a texture in the 37937 who said you can't let them play. They were gassed and confused. I I get that piece of it. There's no doubt. And then you have the 774. No Celtic fan should be angry. They lost the game last night. Should have lost by 20. Joe said he should have called a timeout on the last possession. Move on. I think there's a little bit there because the last time out, Joe Mazzulla didn't say, yeah, I should have handled it differently. It was the reason I didn't call the timeout was because of this. This time, Joe Mazzulla at least said, hey, man, we passed up two open shots. I should have called a timeout. And maybe in retrospect, it should have been the, eh, I got to control these guys a little more, whereas I'm not going to ruin the flow with my superstars out on the floor like last time out. I think it was a little bit of a different learning experience. And I do agree with the one texter where it's hard for me to get worked up over a game where they went to mill. Like if this game, Christian, in all seriousness, because you're like, well, you could steal one. If this is the game that at the end of the year that the Celtics would be like, damn, we're the number two overall seed now to Milwaukee because we didn't win that game or Missoula didn't call a timeout or whatever, then maybe you might go back and re-examine it. But this, to me, last night was much more a positive than it was a negative. I don't think the win or the loss at the end of the day is really going to tilt the scales one way or the other for the Celtics. But this was an unbelievable effort last night. Against no the one's full denying boat. that. No one's denying that. Like it's hard at all. for me to look at it and be like, oh, this guy Missoula. I don't think this is a harbinger of doom, let's put it that way. No, I wouldn't say. I mean, that's a little, a tad bit exa- uh, it, of an exaggeration. It, it is, but I when know it comes that you're. Doom, but, but, it is. but right now, but going into the postseason, aren't you going to go in with the mindset of, hey, this guy, he better call a damn timeout. Like my it, mindset going into the postseason will be consistent with the whole year because you know you're playing against a, a tough team. You're playing against a, a, a championship team with a with, that has that has a championship 
belt already. So do you and want now him these, these, married to the well, philosophy? No, I just I I hope he he's not a, a creature of habit. You mentioned Staley, the head coach yeah, yeah. of the of the Charger, the LA Chargers. He's a creature of habit, even though the game being played in real time tells him not to do it. Well, this is my philosophy, and I'm sticking with it. And I'm going to trust my plays, and I'm going to let him figure it out. You're a let him figure it out guy. If I told that's my kids let him figure it out, they'd make the wrong choice every time. But that's what a but lot. Why? Of, but why? because that's you're a coach. Because coaches would veteran play. I do think he will manage it differently in the postseason. I don't know. Well, the other thing too is is that I, I know uh, the moment in question there at the end of overtime. It wasn't one timeout. I think there were two timeouts because there was one person was like, "Oh, what do you got a foul or whatever?" And it's just like. They, he could have done it. So, obviously, Joe Missoula is on watch for all of this. I just don't think that moment with all the backups on the floor is going to be the one that Celtic fans will really point to. Maybe you're ahead of the curve on this. Maybe you are Nostradamus versus Nostradamus. I, I do think if you were to say it is eventually, worth watching, eventually, if I'm another coach, I'm an experienced coach. I've been in this league a long time. Once I identify that a guy is a creature of habit and he and I can predict what he's going to do before he does it, I have him right where I want him. He doesn't know that I know. I, I already know what he's going to do. So to me, that is part of the whole, I don't know, mind game that you will end up playing against uh, Budenhoser, right? Okay, because he's the um, Spolstra. Okay, all these coaches, they're better coaches than you. They're more experienced than you. Same as Ime Udoka last year. Okay, same, same thing. thing. Okay, but it took him to the finals to finally get pants. Steve Kerr finally got to him, even though they had an edge. You're like, wow, hey, listen, they're going to win it. And they if, caught up to him. And if they go back to the ONBA finals and we find out that Joe Missoula might get outcoached by somebody, I... You know, let I me don't. let me try this. Let me try this. Tell me if this works. Thing. If you put Ime Udoka in there, do you have to not worry about that anymore? I think he's gotten the benefit of the doubt. He's earned the benefit of the doubt based on his based on what happened last based year, based on all the but learning examples of him that, learning. But I also got to worry that the guy's going to walk in with his pants unzipped and his well, uh, shirt too. and his shirt tail sticking he's a out, dog. saying, "Hey, looky here." <laughs> So well, you I'd know, like sometimes to, I'd to, like to not worry about that for a guy going into the well, NBA Finals. You personally probably don't have to worry about it. I don't think he's going <laughs> to well, think you're too he attractive. Ain't gonna be, that's the thing. He ain't going to be there. He ain't going to be the guy coaching this group. But nevertheless, I do want to get to something that Giannis right, said last night because part of the reason you and I are having this discussion today and bickering back and forth is because the number one seed is in play. This is such a great answer from Giannis. And, again, I don't want to put the guy over and just be, yeah, he's in another city. People want to hate this guy. He is like the anti-Kyrie Irving. He got asked after the game last night about, hey, man, how important was this? You know, you guys are, are trying to get the number one seed, and they're the team that you're battling with. Here is Giannis on the goal of whether the number one seed matters or not. The night we finish first, Good if you finish second, great if you finish third, better. I don't. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you gotta prepare your mind and uh, that in order for you to win a championship, you gotta play hard teams. You gotta go and earn it. Nobody's gonna give you a championship. You gotta go and earn it. It's not gonna be easy. You know, first round, whoever we play, it's not gonna be easy. Second round, harder. Third round, harder. Fourth round, even harder. You know, so <clears throat> whatever we finish in the regular season. I, do. I personally don't care. All I care about is building good habits, playing the best basketball we can play as a team. 
defend the best way, and uh, hopefully we can put ourselves in a position to win. Does he play in the NBA? That perspective uh, yeah. is not that of an NBA player. That is like that is like audio porn for me. That just give me some peanut butter. I want the chunky peanut kind. Peanut butter. I want the extra. I want the extra nipples. chunky. You know why? Here's the other thing. Oh man. Um, he means it. I agree. He means it, and I feel like a lot of guys they say that because they know that's what they're supposed to say. They don't really maybe understand it or believe in it. They probably would say, you know, I just got to do what I got to do, and we're gonna win. Yeah, I mean, there and there's more. There's more. Oh, I mean, Kyrie's the right. poster child for that, but there's a lot more. So you appreciate like his honesty and his just uh, I don't know his understanding and his his own philosophy on what what's important, what's not important. He's just got a clock that is just you know tuned perfectly when it comes to what's important and the, the season and the first round. I love the the first round you do this, the second round you do that, the third round you go all in. You get busy, you get sexy time. One time you get championship belt. I love it. I love it. That's pretty good. I hate the way he plays basketball, but I hate oh, the way he plays basketball. But uh, that I when, love his mentality. When you have that perspective from your superstar, it's really easy to kind of get everybody else uh, in line. Jared Greenberg of NBA uh, on TNT and NBA TV had this after the game. This was at 12.46 a.m. on Twitter, so a lot of people might have missed this. Celtics guard Derek White has stayed behind in Milwaukee to see an ear specialist following the Celtics' overtime loss against the Bucks. He's having trouble hearing out of his left ear. After the game in Milwaukee, the team flew home to Boston. That was uh, Jared Greenberg. As you see, it's also up there on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. Because um, I know Derek White did some press conference after the game, appeared to be fine, and now we hear that he's staying behind. So tonight's game against Detroit, I mean, they've already announced that, uh, what, Tatum's going to be out as well. Smart hasn't played in a while. Al may uh, play, which Jaylen's, I don't know why they would do that. Jalen's got a broken I'd face. Start with the same guys. Start with the same guys. And all these guys who played 40 minutes yeah. last night, their tongues are going to be dragging yeah. or whatever. Hopefully yeah. Joe Mazzulli's got a lot of timeouts mm-hmm. to be able to yeah, manage Use them that. all. Use them all. Uh, but that is the uh, very latest. And uh, according to various reports that came out yesterday, Grant Williams is said to be looking for $20 million a year in free agency. Yep. Next year, they have him on a restricted tag of $6.2 million, and then you want $20 mil? Sayonara, good sir. Maybe we only have Grant Williams for another season and a half around here because I ain't paying that guy $20 million bucks. 617-779-7937. We can officially start the quarterback carousel. It begins with Derek Carr. But what about Mac Jones? Oh, he had some comments. We'll tell you all about that next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Ladies and gentlemen, come ride the quarterback carousel if your team needs a quarterback. Pick from one of these people on this horse. I don't know if we needed that, Terp, but that's like okay. That. Oh, yeah, of course I you would. like that. Terp's you're getting, you're just, Terp's getting uh, gold star, gold star. Yeah, he's, yeah because, uh, <laughs> because at 8 a.m., Christian did the, hey, I got a research project for you. No, 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 we'll no. We'll get to it I later. I gave him all the answers. I said just 
put the pieces together. Sure. And That's two, all he did. We and, did it together. And two hours later, you gave him a house to build, for God's sakes. But anyway, uh, the quarterback carousel is now starting to rotate a little bit, Foyer. And Derek Carr is the first one up on, I don't know, did, does he get the ride on one of the horses or is he in one of the... Like big, you know, sit down, double seaters, sit with your girlfriend, kind of like. Is he is he at the front in that thing, or is he on the he first is, horse, hoping is, to hop off? I was like, the last time I was on a carousel, like with the kids, I'm trying to figure out which we wanted to get, which horse do we want to jump on, right? Like the the real shiny one, the one that uh, had lots of levers and you could do funky stuff with. Like that's he's if it was a parade, he would be the first uh, band that you see. Yeah. He's the first one out of the gate, and he's the most desirable with the most, I guess, uh, I guess credibility, well, availability, and credibility. Oh, that's both. Yeah, <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers is still in a in a in a personal state of uh, you know isolation in the dark. Wonder how that's going. By the way, how many times has, it, has he pooped in a bucket? I uh, he's only got in he's it. got two more days or today and tomorrow oh, right and then he emerges and sees the light or something like that. Boxy Tony Phil. Uh, oh, we'll get to that uh, tomorrow with our uh, buddy Andrew Raycroft. So there's a lot of connections of the Saints. Yeah, because Dennis Allen was the former uh, at one point in time he was drafted Raiders him. coach drafted Derek Carr. Well, like it is every year with the Saints. They're $55 million over the cap getting ready to go into free agency. Are they still suffering from you know the what? Drew Brees contract? Yeah. I feel like they're still you know what they're suffering doing? from that. They're doing what every fan says to do. Kick it down the road. Yeah. How's that working for uh, New Orleans? Not well. No. Well, how about L.A.? Uh, the Rams. Oh, the Rams? Same oh, thing. Give them time. Same thing. Well, they, well, I think they're still playing Wade Wilson. Not yeah, Wade. They, also, uh, they also gave up the uh, sixth overall pick. Then again, but they won a Super Bowl, so and then had the worst year for a Super Bowl winner the next year. But everybody will point to the Super Bowl. But be that as it may, uh, it feels like the Saints are going to be the team that will be the hottest on uh, Derek Carr. If it isn't the Saints, is it the Jets? Well, uh, I, I would say it should be like, the teams that. Uh, uh, I would say, okay, I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston, already set up, lots of wide receivers, great defense. Had They just needed the quarterback, and they would instantly change their fortunes. Like, mm-hmm. right away, they would change it. So you look at the Jets, you go, wow, that's they got a good defense, good offensive line, good wide receivers. They just, and they've been in almost every game, and there was a time, weren't they like six and two or seven and four or something like that at one point in time? Who's that again? The Jets. Uh, yeah. The Jets. They yeah. had a really good, there were at least three games above 500 at one point. The Jets would be an easy, easy situation for them, but I don't know if he wants any part of that New York lifestyle. You know what? That, that, that media, the criticism that comes with it. Uh, he probably wants a guy that really wants him. Think about um, Carr over the last three years, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Gruden gets hired, instant static between the two. They don't like each other. Well, Gruden doesn't really believe in him. I don't know if he's our guy, so they end up re-signing him regardless because they don't have another option. But there's still this disconnect between the two. They're just getting by. He gets fired, and then sure enough, you bring in Josh McDaniels under the same contract, and he's like, okay, we'll make it work. But I don't think they really like him. It's a different system. Uh, we feel like we can do better and spend less money. So for the past three years, he's been working with people who don't want him in the building. Right. So finally, Dennis Allen, who who who, who liked you enough to draft you out of Fresno State, 
that's his landing spot. I want to be loved. I want to be appreciated. Let's do this. Let's finish what we started. Oh, there you hey, go. Hey, let's finish what unfinished business. Even though it is in it is in a different address. By the way, the Jets started six and three and were seven and four at one point, yeah. and then got to the month of December and lost to Minnesota, Buffalo, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, and Miami. Detroit in that group was the only one that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So you got to hear the I, Jets. I, you got to go get somebody competent. And from a money standpoint, it feels like they could accommodate Carr much more quickly than New and Orleans. And he is legit free agent, right? He's a free agent. He was released. There's he no, is, he can go he anywhere the, he wants. I tell you what, because uh, the Carolina next option might be interested. The next option after him is is Aaron Rodgers. When you talk about teams that are desperate need of a ready-made quarterback that's ready to win right now, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, nothing's attached to him. You don't have to give up any draft picks. Just pay him, and you can figure that out. What about Garoppolo? Would you rather Garoppolo over Carr if you're going in the veteran? I would uh, think Garoppolo pool? is third on my list. I think Carr is 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 a better quarterback that people give him credit for. Um, but uh, I would definitely go Carr first. I go Carr. I mean, that's me. And then Aaron Rodgers is, has so many just issues like draft picks and money. It's like harder for a team to. I don't even factor him in this offseason. I, I do. I don't. If somebody trades for him, then it's going to be either. A team that runs out of options or somebody that really sells out to go get him. And I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. Who do and, you think? And Rodgers has to agree to it. And isn't that the hardest part? Well, that's my, that's my point. Like, so it's really Garoppolo and, and Carr? It's Garoppolo, Carr, Mayfield, guys okay, like I don't that. Really count him because Garoppolo is a proven winner. And, and Carr is one and he's got the, he's got the numbers. Nobody's got better numbers than he does when it comes to historical data with the Raiders, like he's number one. We're going to have to get to the Mac Jones stuff a little bit later. Uh, Mac responded to his trainer on Instagram with a, a, uh, a response to a post that said, consistency and re-earn the respect in capitals and then through work. So we'll uh, we'll hit the pause button on that. Mm. And, I also uh, saw a picture of him with uh yeah there it is uh, right there on Twitch at some restaurant. Oh he was yeah, at, they, he was they at, celebrated uh, Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, look at those two. How was your Valentine's Day? Well, I didn't give uh, I didn't give my card. I didn't give it. I still have it in my. I for, actually forgot. So, but we got group. We got a, like a couple so you massage. Bragged? We got a couple massage. Oh yeah. Oh. So that's kind of what we did instead. So still credit. I was bragging. I was just saying that you should do it. The and we did something. Massage. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> what? It's just a massage in the same room. But I'm not talking to her. I'm falling asleep and snoring. They have to wake me up three times. Again. <laughs> I, I want a massage. It's like killing two birds with one stone. What's the problem? Look, I get I get positive credit. I get extra credit for like going out of the way. Don't be angry. Why don't you give it to her? And then that way you I did. Got it. We'll get to uh, five questions for Christian about the Patriots next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.